In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And today we are joined by Katie Storino, entrepreneur, digital influencer, author of the brand new book coming out soon, Body Talk. Welcome, Katie. Hello, ladies. It's great to see you. It's so fun to chat. I have no one to talk to. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Just my podcasts. I'm currently wearing rosy pits on my armpits right now. I've been, I switched in the beginning of quarantine. I was like, now is the time I'm going to change to natural deodorant. And I've been wearing it the whole year now. You could say it's almost a year. (laughs) SCFU, that's so exciting. Uh Uh-huh. I was so excited to tell you. (laughs) Wow. I'm really, really happy to hear that. Wait, do you use the, um, do you use the armpit mask or do you use uh, the charcoal bar? I got it. I use the deodorant. Yeah. Okay. You use rosy pits too? Yeah. You're both lying. No, I'm not. not. I can show you. You're not both using it. No, I, yes. Wow. Why not? Okay. It smells really good. Kate, we got to send them some, we got to get you the armpit mask and space bar, which is our new armpit soap for for the show. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, fine. Yeah. yeah, Never smell again. Yeah. We've been following you along, like, since you started. Like, you came on our podcast a long time ago, twice. No, you were up on it. I did. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I love your products. Yeah. Also, if I ever did anything that required sweating, I would use the bus dust to stop my (laughs) boob sweat, but I literally am so stagnant. It's basically hibernation (laughs) over here. (laughs) So no, there's no sweat. So yeah, I am. I am with you. I do like, um, I'll do like a Megan rope workout um just in my living room and then I watch TV while I'm doing it and it's like it's very senior citizen workout. Yeah, I've I've stopped even senior citizen workouts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so what's been going on? You've been here you last time you're on a podcast was 2018. Insane. And excited to catch up. How's life been? I noticed on social you moved. I did okay. Let me be really clear because I am very sensitive about this. I I didn't move. We just started doing snowbird lifestyle. So we bought a place in Palm Beach, Florida, and we're going to be spending the winters here from now on, just like your parents. So you're retired. <laughs> so we're retired. But I I thought I was like, you know what? This is the time to try something like this. So we're doing it and. I still like, we still have our apartment in New York. We're Airbnb it out. And we're actually looking, I'm trying to see if there's like a, this is bad, but like a pandemic deal to be had in like buying a place. <laughs> Cause I've been renting for almost yeah. 20 years there. Right. I, I think the pandemic deal is the, is the move. Like why not try? In yeah. New York, yeah. You could buy, now's the time to 
to buy something. It's not the time to sell. No, but that's the classic <laughs> New York move is like you go and you're like, please, like you should be like giving me your apartment. And then New York is like, are you kidding me? We'll be back in a year. <laughs> like New York like doesn't want to like, it, it's never going to let you know that they're down and out for the moment. Right. Well, okay. So, so you didn't move. You want everyone to know you're still a New Yorker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I know people move to like Scottsdale and they move to Austin and I'm like, no, you moved. You don't, you're not living between the two places and you don't have like a mailing address there anymore. Like you're gone. So I'm just saying, right. Like you gotta let people, did either of you move? I no. moved within my building to a different apartment. Okay. Okay. Oh, I moved. Where'd you go? I, I moved to Brooklyn, but like that's still in New okay, York. Okay, everyone, you guys, you're still in the city. Like you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I was saying I didn't move out no, of state. No, no. Like I'm like, wait, am I reaching you in New Jersey? Because that's another thing. Like, we lost a lot of we lost a lot of people to Jersey and Connecticut and Philly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know people who moved to Florida full time, like Miami sure. area. I know people who. No moved- way. Yeah, back home to wherever they live. Yes, are. A, lo- a lot of people went home, and that's fine. Like, if you lost your job, you don't have like you got to go live at home. Great. I there's I have no shade for you, but like choosing like a full time move to Miami is like a real thing. It is. Yeah. It's very serious. It's really serious. So you went half time. Yeah, I went half time, and I'm telling you, if you living here full time, I think your brain dries up. <laughs> Why? I know what you mean. There's like. Cause my mom, my mom, my mom was living in Florida and she moved back to New York. She's now on the verge of her second move. She moved to Long Island. Now she just signed a lease in the city. Oh, wow. Is also going to maybe look for a pandemic deal. Yeah. We'll see. So she might have three moves, but she was in Florida. She was just like, I cannot. Like, I, it's no, it's the like people, the, the, no, vibe, the, people, the vibe, the vibe is just, yes. yeah. And no one cares about COVID and she's there's no she's, COVID so she was wiping down the planes <laughs> before COVID anyone even heard the word. So yeah. she's like, I won't see anyone like, yeah, she hates the sun. It's great. Like the weather is great. I'm having a really good time. We're, we're like, I'm very into the ocean. We're on the beach, but it's just, I don't know. The vibe is like people being like, you should go to this place. It's got a great breakfast. And then you go and I'm, you're like, this is the grossest. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, this is your best. Yeah. I'm right. I, I, oh, you got great pizza here. What? No, you don't. Oh my God. Yeah. My mom too, with the food, (sighs) she was like, she was like, the food is so bad. Like I can't with the food. There's so many New Yorkers here. Why isn't there any good food? I'm not in like the sticks. Give us an example of something that you were like sent to the best food. And then it was scary bad oh it was an italian restaurant that it was like you've got to try the sauce it's just like brooklyn you're gonna love it like we're from long island we get it i'm like all right i'll take your recommendation no it was like pizza hut sauce on pasta it was it was just so it was just bad it was just bad bad. i was like this is this is what you think is good and i'm i know i'm coming off very judgy right now but i'm just you know i've been alone for a long time and I'm, <laughs> I'm surrounded by people who don't take the pandemic seriously. And it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. I think that's probably the craziest thing is the feeling that you know that you feel like there's something happening, but yes. everyone around you is acting like there's nothing We're going good. on. Yes. And it's just weird. Like yes. it's a weird environment to be in. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm talking baseline minimum mask wearing. Yeah. I'm just like, you got to wear a mask. That's it. That's all I'm saying. You got to wear a mask. I'm not, I'm not eating out in restaurants. I'm not doing anything like that. Those are also rules for me, but like, I'm just saying at a minimum, you got to wear a mask and it's really hard down here. I, I, it's crazy. People go there so that they don't have, they can pretend there's no COVID. Yeah. It's yeah. COVID free. The Super Bowl. I saw like footage of bars and restaurants and I was like, oh, okay. It's just, it's like a 1999 Super Bowl. What did, what did you think of the halftime show? I don't know. Did you watch it? I did. The Super Bowl always makes me feel a little weird. It kind of feel again, I'm coming in so negative. Like people are going to turn off this episode and be like, who was that bitch? But like, I'm just saying that it's kind of, it feels like, is this the best we got? Yeah. It feels like we're all, it's like so built up and it's always like kind of not that great. I don't know. Have you ever like, okay. It feels like, like America's sending its best and yeah. the best is just like sort of cultish and lame. Yes. <laughs> like it's all sort of like, yeah, it, it feels like a weird mix of like propaganda, commercialism, yes. Yes. and like bullshit. Yeah, and then it's and then the game. When you actually think about football, it's such a dumb ass game. Like, yeah. who can move? Like, it's actually so like <laughs> rudimentary. Like, it's yes. it's literally like cavemen could have made it. Like, it, this is the whole thing is just so like this is what we do. Stupid. Yes. Yeah. And like my husband last night was like, this is modern day gladiator behavior. It, it is. Winning <laughs> their lives. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's, and I mean, I mean, that's, if you want to take it there, like these people are fuck, fucking up their brains yeah. for life so that, yes. so that we can watch. <laughs> yeah. But like $40 million when you brain is too messed up to know yeah. you even have it. Yeah. That's the I know. Exchange. Oh man. I'm with you. I thought Amanda Gorman was part of the halftime show. I was like, she, everybody's making this hype around her. She's going to be part of the halftime show. I turn on the halftime show. It's fucking, she's not there. No. I'm upset. And it's the weekend, mm -hmm. literally doing the least. Mm -hmm. And I was so, I was like, I imagine fucking Beyonce. Imagine Shakira and JLo watching this being like, us too. You couldn't give us a solo performance. We weren't good enough for a solo performance, but this guy in this fucking cheap ass Michael Jackson jacket yeah like not even a good couldn't even do a Michael Jackson move I was yeah. so upset I was like women are supposed to like literally do handstands and heels while singing a perfect pitch yes. and people message me they're like oh COVID restrictions I was like okay COVID restrictions then have somebody who could just stand and sing really well then wait I don't even why would COVID restrictions okay they, is, is anyone pretending like the weekend like could dance night. like JLo if they, not for COVID <laughs> like, I was just I was just mad. I was like upset I was like okay I like the weekend I like the weekend I like his music yeah, I love that last yeah, 80s same. song that came out like I sure. really I bop around to it yes yeah I love but that like song. <laughs> but like come on he was just standing there and the pitch was <laughs> off <laughs> Honestly, I don't think this was a, about the restrictions. This is like, no. this is about male performers and their expectations versus female performers. Like, yes. you can't become a female performer unless you can sing and dance incredibly well. Like, and you're like extremely hot. So it's, yeah, it's like you, it's, it's not even like, I don't even think it's necessarily about his performance. It's about the fact that if he were a woman, he couldn't even be a performer unless you're Adele, who's like allowed to stand and. Yeah, that's true. I actually want to talk about Adele. Oh, let's talk about Adele. Okay. One thing that's happened during quarantine is we've had a lot of celebrity weight 
journeys and Adele, Mm -hmm. Kelly Osborne, Rebel, Rebel Wilson. We've had a lot of our like curvier girls in Hollywood slim down, which is totally fine and totally their choice. But again, like the media coverage that comes out of that is just like, look how much better their life is now. Like, look what's happening here. Like, look, uh, Rebel Wilson had a boyfriend. Like, the, like these, like the narrative, <laughs> it's just like national news. And after I got like my fourth news alert about it, I just started talking about it on Instagram. And I'm like, this isn't news. Like, we have a lot of things we could talk about right now in the world that even like positive stories that you want to bring up around celebrity women. And we just keep going back to the body talk, which is which is crazy, I think. I think that that it's really like when you think about what else we could be talking about. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's it becomes so, so stupid. It's like, yes. it's like you're like, I can't believe that's what they're talking about. There are yeah. thousands of stories out yes. there right now. Like it's a global pandemic yes. and you're talking yes. about like Rebel Wilson's like weight loss. Yeah. Or, yeah. or and her like how many times she chews. Like, are yes. we kidding? This is my yeah. That was what People Magazine. That's what you chose to send that's what the alert the alert was on my phone and then that even goes on to cnn and like all the yeah. other places it's crazy yeah i haven't gotten any notifications about any male actor losing a shit ton of weight i don't know any anything. i don't know any male actor body updates jonah hill was the only male actor yes. who has ever gotten a body update they, it's always they say like it's a transformation for a role kind of yes i agree kind of announcement it's never like see what their diet was Right to make no, them look correct. amazing, like it's it's never like that. It's never equal, and I agree. It's it's such cheap news and such cheap, cheap headlines. And the and you're so right about like Rebel and how it was paired. Suddenly she had this boyfriend, yes. and it was just like the wrong fucking message. Yes, and I mean, I, but she is in that. She's really intense. I mean, she probably she had to do a lot to lose that weight. Like it's really hard to lose a significant amount of weight. Yeah, and like. Her Instagram is very like, I'm so proud of all of this. Look at how happy sure. I am. My yeah. boyfriend. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. It's just that's so fine. challenging to see like these headlines that go along with it and then yes. spread that message to yes. literally everyone. Yes. Agreed. And you can't look away. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Small's to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now 
is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. So speaking of all that and actresses recently, I was like, holy, I followed like lively and I was like, oh, my God, she's mentioning Katie. Can you believe we're okay? So tell us what happened and then like tell us the moment that you saw what it felt like. (laughs) So I I I met Blake Lively about a year ago on the Internet and she messaged me and she was just like, I love what you do. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, she was like, I love what you do. I love when you call out brands. I really think that like brands are like brands are really responsible for the way that so many women feel about their bodies. And like, I have daughters and I, it's so important that we change this narrative. And then again, I was like, are you talking to me? (laughs) You're the right person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, are we friends? So it's also so hard because I like don't want to be too eager in my replies to her because she'll message me periodically and then I like have to you play it cool with like yeah I've got to play it cool I'm not because I I never try to take it like any further than she's trying to go I let her set the pace <laughs> like I'll make a joke like but I'm not gonna message her first kind of thing um, you reply to her stories I feel like that's the uh that's like the modern day casual sometimes, comment. but I don't want to be too thirsty. I'm just telling you, she's hopefully she is not listening to this specific episode of your podcast, but I hope she does listen to your podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I gotta play. I gotta let her lead and like not like get to because you know everyone wants a piece of you when you're a big celebrity like that. And so I do this. I do this series called Make My Size, where I go into stores or I order things online. And I just try on the biggest size that a brand makes and I show people how far off it is from fitting my body. So I wear like an 1820 and I'm like, hey, I love your brand. I love like I love the designs, but this is like this is how far you are away from being able to dress me. And um, I get I've been doing this for about two years and I would say I've had like a pretty successful uh campaign with it I would like like my first call out was Diane von Furstenberg and then within a year they launched a capsule collection with 11 honore of um her wrap dresses that I think went up to like a a size 24 which is great and then like same thing Veronica Beard they launched plus that was amazing um made well made well I went into the offices and like talked to their design team wow and they have like I think Madewell's done an excellent job. They also do a really good job of bringing marketing in because I think that's one of the things. Like, um, you know, ALC, yeah, the brand. Yeah, um, I like their stuff. I do too. I, I mean, they, I had no idea that they had plus. They were just like secretly like selling through a size twenty four. <laughs> and so I messaged them. Same thing with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane also really? sells ex- uh, extended sizes. And I messaged um, them and I was like, hey, I had no, I like stumbled upon this. I had no idea. They were like, yeah, um, it, kind of like fine answers. But the point is that you won't see a plus size person on their social. You don't see them on the website. And I think that that's, that's the real downfall of any brand who's going to launch extended sizing is that you really need to get into it and you need to like let women know that they can shop with you because 
Um, when you're shopping for bigger sizes, it's a real emotional journey because so often you're told no and that you can't shop with a brand. So when a brand is trying to welcome in a whole new audience of women, they have to kind of roll out the red carpet. And I don't think many brands do you think that. it's because they're not like ready to do it. Like, is it is it a two part thing? Like, OK, we carry the sizes, but now we're not sure if we want this to be still. Are we ready to dip our toes into the to be like out in the world like that? Yeah, I would say it's 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 there's definitely that part where it's like they're like, hey, we don't need like fat chicks on our Instagram. Like that's like that's one part. And then I think another part is that they don't realize that like marketing to an entire audience who has never been able to shop at your store or with your brand is like, you have to like really be like, hi, like, hi, we're here for you. Hi, we're here for you. Like you have to really welcome them in because they've, tr- they've their chances are they've looked at your brand and they've been like, oh, cool. I can't shop here. Yeah. Right. Do you think that there's almost a piece of like these brands that are typically historically run by like pretty thin white women are like now don't know how to talk to the other audiences. Like I could just see them. Part of it is like, you can sort of imagine how they'd be like, Hey, larger women, like, hello, like, (laughs) hello, fellow peers. Hello, fellow girls. Yeah. Cause part of it is probably that they don't know how to market it in a way that they're like proud of it. Correct. That would be welcoming. Because maybe they're afraid of getting called out even. Correct. Like to do it wrong. Well, which is why you should bring in, like, I mean, I know so many of my plus size counterparts do consulting for brands. I do consulting for brands and you just have to bring someone in to like look over your marketing materials. It's like not rocket science. But <laughs> I think you've got brands like, um, oh, who is it? Love Shack Fancy. She's one of my faves to talk about. Um, because she, she got in trouble for not being racially, like having like racial diverse marketing and models and stuff like that. Um, and she also, she did a collaboration with Target where she did extended sizes, which was really cool, but I'm sure Target made her do that. And they're, they're ones that they they never answer me. They never want to talk about it. They stop at a size 10. Um, okay. Love Shack <laughs> Fancy. I, so they're having a sale right now. I currently have a coat from them in a, in my cart. But I'm not. Uh, it's final sale, and I'm like, is a large gonna fit me? Mm-hmm. Like I and because I have a bunch of their shit. And, and what like, si- can I ask? What size you are? What what size I am now? Yeah. Or what size I have been? In no, the past? just what size you are now. Okay. I don't know honestly what size I okay. am now. I gained a lot of weight during the past few months, like working on intuitive eating. So I have not weighed myself. I don't. Okay. Oh, good. Like, and I'm great. Great. And I'm great. literally just wearing great. sweatpants. Great. Like, fine, every fine, day. Fine, fine, fine. So yes. I don't know, but. I'm just saying you seem like a, you seem like a small person. I'm not. And, well, I mean, I'm just saying you seem like a small person. And the fact that like, you're like, I'm not sure if this like lar- large, large. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's going to fit, which well, is because crazy. When I was like, let's say earlier in the pandemic, I was a little smaller. I was always like a bigger size in that brand than I yeah. was in other, other brands. Yeah. So that's why I like have the actual hesitation about will this size fit yes. me then? Yeah, they're cutting small. And there's another one. They Alice cut it small, Olivia. yes. Alice yeah. and Olivia, another one of my favorites yeah, to talk about. Yeah. She's out to lunch. What do you think, um, though, about... Because, okay, like, Love Shack Fancy is, like, very... That's because 
thin white women who don't want to make extended sizes. I'm sure they have lunch with Tori Birch sometimes. Like it's just this is what I'm this is what this is where my question comes from. So like Love Shack fans, 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 very like very niche targeted type of customer, right? Like yeah. the ethereal, like in Sag Harbor yes. or on Safari Tale House with yes. their children with like yes. fucking like having Midsomar in their backyard. Literally. <laughs> no, it's like, Midsomar. Like it's that. Like they have sacrifices. That's just because you missed the unicorn that they once brought in. <laughs> okay. But that that said, so they have like a very niche. Sure. Way. What are your thoughts on like their probably their argument about like we want, I obviously don't agree with this, but what we want a certain type of customer for our brand which which is what their their like kind of old-fashioned mindset yeah is i would say then you have to i mean then you're being an exclusive brand intentionally and you that says something to people and and like that's fine love shack fancy al's and olivia they don't want to make bigger sizes a lot of brands don't want to make bigger sizes now those two brands are not small that's those aren't like those are those are larger brands. This isn't they can and they can afford yes. it. That's the thing is like you, I I watched Love Shack Fancy scale over the past yes. few years and like you don't scale and you don't open that many yes. stores without the resources, yes. not necessarily of your own revenue. And if ba- making bigger sizes is a priority for you, when you have those resources, you will make yes. them. Agreed. And Tanya Taylor is a great example of this because she is like a semi small brand. I don't think she has retail stores. She she has big retailer accounts and she's got her online business. Her stuff's pretty expensive. Um, but I've watched her do extended sizes like so easily. And she posts about it all the time. She's like, she's like what they say, we can't afford to do extended sizes. And she's like what they really mean. Like she does these, these stories about it. And I think it's really interesting because she's been able to, to do it like pretty easily. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a wanting thing. So that's to answer your question. It's just, um, I think that, yeah, they're like, we don't want this customer and then they have to own those consequences. And probably revenue consequences too. Like you could, they could probably make, probably benefit their bottom line if they invested in being less exclusive and more inclusive. Wait, so let's go back to Blake Lively. So she posted recently and she yes so what it what was what was like what was her message about and what do you think that like did so she so this is it's so funny because she posted about the exact time when i met her last year so clearly she was like having a body journey and she said that she had just had a kid and she had to go promote this movie the rhythm section yes it's on amazon prime (laughs) right now i'm just shouting i'm doing a shout out for my dear friend yeah so she was close very, very friend. dear friend. So she was doing um, promotion for that. And she was talking about how she couldn't find anything to wear for the press events and, and for the night, like the show appearances and how frustrating it was and that she couldn't request clothes like samples from brands and that and that a lot of brands like wouldn't send her the, you know, the like larger size or basically I think she, she felt like she couldn't find any clothes. Um, and then she went into some stores that didn't have her size. I think she was maybe wearing like a six or an eight or something like that. Maybe an eight, which is, I listen, here's the thing about it. So she posts this whole thing about how brands need to be accountable for creating this unrealistic expectation for women. 
um, by making clothes so small that like women can't wear them. Now, obviously, she got a lot of heat for this story because they were like, Blake Lively reveals um, that she and she tagged me in in one of the slides and said that Katie is doing a lot of work to make brands more accountable. But I think the big message to pull out from the Blake Lively story was not, oh, this is a privileged celebrity who can't find a size six. That's not it. It's the point is that like Blake Lively has body image issues. Blake Lively thinks she's too fat. Blake Lively has trouble finding clothes. Like that's the thing. Like she is the epitome of what we're supposed to be striving for as women in America. And if that person is having those issues, then we're all fucked. Right. So definitely. So it's all, so it's all bullshit. Bullshit. That's my, that is my takeaway for people is it's not to get hung up on the fact that Blake is like talking about, right. It's to say, Whoa, like turn the lights on. Like we're in a really fucked up scenario. Right. The truth is that like, you're never going to get there no. unless you like, like, I think that's what people need to realize is that like, you're never going to get there. And all you're going to do is take up your brain space. There is and, no there. Yeah, there's right. Exactly. If Blake Lively isn't there, who's there? Yes. So yes. there is no there. Yes. I don't know. Like something Navy Ariel Charnas is there, but like, is she that there? is not a body that yeah. like most women are half like you're just not capable even if you were to starve yourself like it's just you can't do it yes and and you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you have to no I really I wasn't aware that um Blake Lively got any any like uh heat for that I thought it was all mostly positive I didn't I didn't I what I thought from that was like oh my god amazing first of all this woman who like you're saying is this like perfect yes. goal- goals yes. <laughs> as people say like the american goals blonde tall thin yes funny <laughs> and you know cool girl and she is talking about how brands aren't help even helping her who has the most access yes don't aren't even helping her and say and she's also saying that she is struggling like you're like you said is struggling with her body image Mm-hmm. And it's not like if she's saying that, like, I'm a, a plus size. She just had a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah. Can you imagine working like at that brand or like with that brand as their publicist? And you're <laughs> the one who's saying like, no, sorry, we can't get you a size six. And you like, can imagine because yeah. I think that a lot of those those brands are they thrive on exclusivity and they thrive on like they're still in that like early aughts like the only way in is thin and like if you're not a size zero then you're too fat kind of thing they're in like bachelor the, like the mindset that created like the bachelor glory yes. days like yes. it's all that like we're still in 2003 yes. like yes like emily in paris vibes like us weekly is the bible and that's like yeah, it is a different mindset. It is just sort of like being a little bit like stuck in the past. And also, if you think just to talk about Emily in Paris and the way that we put women on the screen. Now, I'm not shaming anyone for being too thin. Um, I think my my friend Carol Radswell is like a very thin woman and she's always like getting like eat a sandwich comments. And but that's just like her body. And that's always kind of been her body. And that's that's who she is. But I uh, name drop Carol Radswell. My friend Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Should I pick it up on the way? It's like um, uh, Kelly Ben Simone, you know, my friend yeah. Gwyneth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And I guess what I'm trying to say is, oh man, what did I say? This you is- were talking about, um, I know what you were going to say. It was about uh, Lily Collins. Yes. Putting, yeah. putting her on. Now this is a girl. Um, She starred in a movie about anorexia. And like, did you watch that movie? Yeah. 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 The Bones on Netflix. Something Bones. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yes. Did you watch it? I did not watch it, you but watch I, it. I saw that she, Um, I know in her book, she wrote about like struggling with an eating disorder. Yes. So my point is that we we bring these types of body types and we this is a person essentially who is like openly saying I have an eating issue. I don't I like I like I'm underweight. Like this is this has been a problem for me my whole life. And we put them in positions to now influence young girls and women all over the world who are like Jesus. Like this is how I'm so this is what Emily in Paris like this is what I'm supposed to be looking like. Yeah. yeah, I I was when I was watching Emily in Paris, like it definitely activated my like previous yes. desires to just be like so slender. Yes. And thinking like, oh, like if I just I could get there, but like I can't. Like I yes. just can't. Like I think and yeah. you don't need to. Yeah. And that's, right, exactly. that's the thing is that Hollywood and um the fashion industry is getting like a hair better, but Hollywood is still just casting and putting only one type of body up on the screen and and that's it yeah unless it's 80 bryant and it's all about like trill and that's all about the topic right yes you can't have just a a character character, right without discussing it like we have to give context for why there is a plus size woman on my screen no like did we go into backstory (laughs) about like Emily in Paris having an eating disorder? No, right? Like, it's not even that. They showed her. They show her eating, eating croissants. croissants. They're like, oh. oh my god, that was yeah. that was so annoying. Oh, and then it got nominated for a Golden Globe. Okay, the fact that she was like, like when she was um when she was like talking about how French women just don't, you know, they they get their croissant, and she's like walking, and I had this vivid scene in my head because this this one scene triggered me a little bit where she's like walking by her workout and she gets like a croissant on the way home and she is, you see her from the side and she is so fucking thin. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's a fucking ream of paper from the side. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's unrealistic and not fair and not fair to the viewers who don't, who don't have her body and who have who have problems or struggled their whole lives. Yes. Who think that that's like, that's the body I want, you know? Yes. It's, which is every every that is which all is of what us. I thought. Yes. I didn't think it was only her yeah. though. I was like, wouldn't it be so much easier if I could just have been like that? I thought yeah. it was like also portrayed in the like the boss woman who is like this French old school represents like literally like old yes. school fashion vogue that like yes. st- like that. Oh, you're not like you said, you're not in unless you're thin. Like she also yeah. and then the way that she was kind of like so judgy about her like that. Yes. That to me, I felt that was more triggering than than um Emily herself, <laughs> Emily in Paris, <laughs> because it was like. If you it was it gave those subtle messages of like if you want to be if you want to be rich and successful you must be thin like me if you want like if you want to be rich in this beautiful PR company like that's you have to like be this intent like hardcore worker <laughs> and also thin but I did like the work ethic that Emily was portraying that's Same. what I I like I loved was, Emily in Paris I like that, that she was I yeah. like that she was a hustler yeah I mean yeah. the fact that like she got all these followers by putting up a fel- selfie with a croissant like <laughs> unrealistic sure. in terms of influencer or Instagram marketing but the her hustle was yes. a good yes. message I agree 
I I loved her hustle. I was very into her hustle. <laughs> I really so was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think what it what this year, not just like Emily, like this year, I would say in general, has exposed is how much like fashion and Hollywood are sort of stuck in this white, thin, yeah, solid ideal. Like even you look at like Kamala Harris's Vogue cover, like that huge controversy oh. about how they use like literally an outtake for her Vogue cover. And it's just, it's clear that the gaze, which with, with which they are crafting like their artistry and like their, their marketing and their covers and their photography is just not, it doesn't have an eye for any other type of beauty that is not white and thin and like luxe essentially. Yeah. Like they're not even capable of capturing anything else as beautiful or artistic. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. It's fucked up. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
So let's let's talk about your book, which is coming out in May. Yes, in May. It's called Body Talk. And what inspired you to write this book? So I can't believe you decided to actually take the advice at the beginning of quarantine to write your book. <laughs> but you did. you did it. So also appreciate the hustle. Um, it's not <laughs> Me just and Emily, Emily and Paris. It's Katie. Yeah. Katie in New York and Katie, Palm Springs. It was Katie in Maine. It was Katie, Katie in Maine. Palm Beach. Oh, Palm yeah. Beach. I said Palm Springs. Yeah. No. Um, what's Palm Springs? Oh, that's in California. California. Um, we went there this year. Or last year. Last year. Oh. Yeah. Hate, right. Pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. That's so Katie in Maine, what inspired you to write the book and what is the book about? Uh, the exact conversation that we just had is um, why I wrote the book, <laughs> because uh, women are stuck on this permanent cycle of I'm not good enough. Let me just see if I can cut my weight stop eating for a bit, go into an overload of exercise, like get on this program, get on this cleanse, like striving, climbing and putting so much effort, so much of our brain space, so much of our emotional uh, capacity towards our body in ultimately a negative way. I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to quote unquote, get healthier, move your body more, put more greens in your system. Awesome. Like I'm not saying that you, that that's not what you should do. What I'm saying is that we as individuals, because the system is not going to help us. Um, Hollywood's not going to help us. Fashion's not going to help us. The news media is not going to help us in, as individuals. We need to stop and get off of this merry-go-round and say, what happened to me? <laughs> like, when did this, and, and it, it is, it's a workbook. Um, and I go through different sections about like, it's ultimately like how to get your brain space back and how to, how to either take a step or totally stop thinking about your body in the way that you are now. Um, and obviously there are nuances and people have different experiences and some people have had life lifelong struggles with eating. So this is not like a doctor cure-all type of thing, but it is either a, a starter or if you're getting close, like it can push you over the edge, I think, to discovering um, a little bit more peace with your body. I'm excited to read it. I really am. I think it's good. I, I, I sure it is. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, you're like, I don't know how it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure it is. Like it's, I mean, even just based on this conversation, it's just, I mean, I think it's so necessary because as much as you can work on your, your relationship with food, ultimately, yeah. if you can't like feel okay with the body that you may end up in at different times yes. of the, of your life, because yes. the, the other lie that I think we're convinced of is that oh once God. you get to a certain weight, you're going to be that weight forever. Mm -hmm. Whereas in reality, weight fluctuation is a very normal yes. thing in life, especially in a pandemic. The idea that you'd like maintain your weight when your no. activity is being cut to basically zero yeah. or you know, your natural activities being cut to zero. Yeah. That's like insane. Like you have, you would have to cut what you're eating as well in order yes. to maintain that weight. And it's just, yeah, people have babies. You, you know, yes. like it's, it's crazy to think that there's like this standard and you have to stay there. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So what do you hope for? Like for somebody who gets through the workbook, what do you, what oh, is God the goal for, or for that person to take away? That the goal for that person is that like I kind of I, I do what I did for myself, I guess, which is that I I stopped looking in the mirror and having such strong reactions to my to my like appearance. Mm -hmm. I guess. Like I stopped tying my worth with my weight. 
Um, I stopped trying to like tie some sort of value with the destination of a certain size or a number on the scale. And I think that that is uh, so much of it is tied to shame and like emotional trauma. And we kind of go a little bit into that in that, like, when is the first time you realized that you had a body? Like, when did, when did you realize what a calorie was? Like when, and you go back and you, you realize these like moments, um, whether you've been in therapy or not, you, you kind of like put all of these moments to paper and you just start to see how obvious, how the cards were stacked against you the whole time in your own personal journey. What, um, right. what was the moment for you? Like, cause you, you show so much confidence in your, on your social media and how you do your supersize the look and all of that. How do you, what was the, did you always have this? I'm, I'm assuming no for you to be no, able to write this no. book. So what was your moment? of like body realization. It was really when I got featured on Man, Man Repeller, um, they did like a uh, how to dress for a curvy body and we did a couple different outfit examples and it was reading the comments from women saying that they had never seen their own body or a woman that was around their size reflected in a fashion blog or a fashion magazine. And that for me was like, whoa, of course not. How am I supposed to find style inspiration or even feel like I have a quote unquote normal body when I don't see myself anywhere. And then that, that was it. And I have a big part in the book about this, which is just my body is not the problem. Your body is not the problem. And that goes back to the make my size initiative, because I think what that has done in it's planted a seed. I understand that I'm one of, you know, millions of people on the internet talking about uh, body acceptance, but I think what, if you've come across that before, I think what it does is like next time you're in a fitting room or you get a box of clothes and nothing fits, you get to look more at the brand and say, fuck you. Like I ordered what a reason, a reasonable size. Like I shouldn't need to buy a two X when I'm a size eight, like these types of things. I think it's more of like a, it, you take yourself out of that narrative and you're not like, why did I eat that cake? Why didn't I go for a run? Why didn't I do this? And you, you don't get on that, that mind cycle. You just get to, you get to like, kind of, it, it's less of a, you, you don't stay there. You just kind of move on. Right. Cause it's, you sort of see that like the structures that have created this, this culture, they're both built to, to exclude yes. And also built to make your exclusion feel like yes. your fault. And at no point do the diets get blamed. No. Do the the trainer programs that are going to show you results yeah. in 14 days. Like at no point is anyone like, oh, those are the no. problem. That they're even promising these things rather than it's always you who's yes. the problem. And that does a number on your self-esteem. Yes. And ultimately it puts brands at the expense ahead at the expense yes. of humans and their and, mental and this is and people talk to me about goop a lot um because goop's always talking about cleanses and detoxes and stuff like that and i think that i work with goop quite often and i always say that i'm i'm ch making changes from the inside out because i first of all i'm obsessed with gwyneth but then you know on her goop show she she makes comments about how she like has has body issues and of course she has body issues she's like grown up in hollywood but my point is that something like goop if you can take a platform like that that is that is like launched and and it's made they've made a lot of positive changes but it's you know it's it's thin white women 
Like, let's say mm-hmm. it out loud. If you can make changes within an organization like that, like, wow. Like, can you, I, I'm just saying, like, if you didn't, if, right. if you could look at Goop, which is this aspirational thing and ha- and feel included in that, like, those are the changes that we, that we need to keep making. I don't right. know if that makes sense, but that is, yeah. No, it does. And to expect that it's going to happen overnight is a little unrealistic. No, not perfect. But it, yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's not, the system's not going to go first. Like we have to go first. The system goes where the money is. Like that's it. So yeah. Yes. And if inclusion is cool, then like that becomes. And we start spending the money or supporting yes. the brands that share the values yeah. that you do, like making a sort of a stance yeah. in what you believe in, then that's where the money will go. And I'd love to know from your listeners who they want to make their size because I feel like I've hit a wall with designers that I've that I've like tried to start conversations with and I'm open to suggestions for people who do you have like I would love like some pants <laughs> that that fit me like like that aren't jeans sure that aren't sweatpants like just like some bottoms you know what I mean Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. I have a question. I remember you posted something about this and it stuck with me forever about the word flattering or something oh, like being, sure. yeah. being like finding something that is flattering and how that's always the goal. And flattering also means makes you look thinner. Yes. Ha- can you quickly just talk to- about that? Because yeah. like what if I-, I can't like get there to the point where like I, I it's so hard to want to wear something that you may say this isn't flattering, but I'm going to wear it because I like it. Like that is, is never a thought that ever has crossed my mind until I saw you talk about that. So yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, that is it is that clothes for me spark joy and, and they create it's costume. It's like, it's fun for me. And that's why I'm always in like, you know, bright colors because that's what makes me personally happy. And I can always spot it 10 miles away. A a woman, it doesn't matter what size she is. She's in drapey black Jersey and she's hiding and like that is that is my that is my goal to always flip that mindset because they that person wears that because they think that it's flattering which means make it make them thinner and that it's ultimately camouflaging and makes them feel like they're they can disappear and hide and not stand out because they want to be smaller um and i i want to encourage women to examine what that means when they are like Oh, this like these white jeans aren't flattering, um, and and but like what kind of what kind of style that a white jean could bring into your wardrobe or how it could make you feel? I, like I guess I just I want I want women to have that conversation with themselves um, and realize why they're doing some of the things that they don't even realize that they're doing. Like people will just make rules for themselves. I don't wear shorts. I don't wear this. Like I don't wear that. I don't show my arms. And you look at that. You always always you look at that person and you're like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, that was me. I start when we started the podcast, I wouldn't wear tank tops. And then I started wearing tank tops. Right. And it was great, but I'm still now a little bit afraid of tank tops. But, <laughs> but, but um, how do you get, like, from even, I'm asking for a personal sure. advice. How do you get to the place of, like, yeah. this isn't that flattering? Or rather, let's use a different word. This doesn't make me look the thinnest I could possibly look mm-hmm. right now. But I'm going to wear it anyway because I like it. Like, how do you get there? Because... Like, to me, I have every single person's voice in my head that's ever criticized me while yeah. I'm putting on something like that, whether I, it's conscious or subconscious. But how do you get there? You pre-order my book. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's a great place. That's a great. <laughs> no, no. I think um, you have to make a conscious choice to move away from those voices and move towards like it, it's so it's so Uh, it sounds so obvious that you're like, okay, that's not real, but like you have to like pick up a different vibe. So rather than like having all those negative thoughts, you've got to be like, I look like, Oh, this is very like French woman leather jacket. Like you have to like get a different vibe for yourself, I guess, because Mm -hmm. you have to realize that none of nothing that you're saying to yourself, like those mean comments that you're hearing and that you're saying to yourself, they're not real. So it's like, you you have to like, you have to change the narrative in your own head. And that doesn't, 
it doesn't happen overnight, but it's just like, I used to, st- I was 65 pounds, no, 75 pounds lighter when I started the 12 ish style. Like, that's a lot of weight. And I would look at myself and I would just, I would like, I was like, well, like, like my stomach, like my arm, like I was constantly picking my body apart. And I'm, and what I'm here to tell you 75 pounds later is that it's not the scale. It's not the weight. It's not that it's the view of yourself in the mirror. Right. Yeah. I can't really get past this feeling of like wanting to hide. Um, at least like these days in a body, I'm like not used to being in as much. Well, we're, we're in a really, I mean, listen, pandemic is doing a lot of things for us like mentally right now and emotionally. And that's, that's a whole separate layer of shit to deal with. Yeah. Uh, what I, cause what I'm trying to do, like I, I hear you and tra- changing the, the, the narrative. In your yes. Mind, absolutely. Um, in terms of like intuitive eating, the whole like exploration of like what you like. Yeah. Is, is I think that practice can be also applied to your taste because like my style for so long had only been like what looks good rather what I than what I like. Yeah. Similarly to what's going to keep me thin or not <laughs> to um, versus what I actually like to eat. Yeah. And like exploring that your actual style could actually be fun. Yes. So that's, 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 that's great. The that's exactly. Approach. Yes. Yeah. I love that approach. It's like what actually inspires me, what celebrity. And that's why I do supersize the look. Cause I think people are like, I wear all black, but I love the way that Dua Lipa dresses. And I'm like, okay, dress like Dua Lipa. Like, yeah, it, I just think <laughs> that we put it's, it's our own rules. Right. Oh, well, this has been amazing and very inspiring as usual. So everybody can get your book in May. Yes. You pre-order it now because that is what helps the bestseller list. Yep. Helps get it to the bestseller list. Thank okay, you. Okay, everyone go pre-order it. Go explore Mega Babe too. Get those rosy pits and all of your other amazing products that you've launched since. Um, and thank you so much, Katie. This is awesome. We love I having you guys. You. Thank you so much for having me. You. This did not feel like a work recording at all. This really felt like we were just chatting about <laughs> stuff that I need to get off my chest. Yeah. This no. This was <laughs> therapy and friend time. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Well, everyone, go follow Katie, and we're always with you through thick and thin. Batches.